Hello everyone, I'm Kate Baldwin, live in New York. This is State of America tonight. We are following some breaking news out of the White House. At any moment, President Trump will be facing cameras and reporters for the first time since he raised hell in Helsinki and caught hell for it here at home for his jaw-dropping press conference with Vladimir Putin, taking the side of the Russian leader over his own intelligence apparatus, the entirety of the intelligence community. So we will bring you those remarks as soon as we get them in. The president is speaking right now. We're going to get the tape playback shortly. We'll bring you that. Until then, here is how we got here. President Trump stood up before the world, stood next to one of America's chief adversaries, took questions, and jaws dropped. Asked directly who he believes, the U.S. intelligence community that says Russia interfered in the election or the person they accuse is behind it. President Putin. Here's Trump. I have great confidence in my intelligence people, but uh, I will tell you that President Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today. All I can do is ask the question. My people came to me, Dan Coates came to me and some others. They said they think it's Russia. Uh, I have uh, President Putin. Uh, He just said it's not Russia. I will say this. I don't see any reason why it would be. After his mind-boggling comments there yesterday, where he told Vladimir, took, took Vladimir Putin's word over the word of the American intelligence community, the condemnation came fast and furious. From the left, no surprise, but from the right as well. Here's House Speaker Paul Ryan just this morning. Vladimir Putin does not share our interests. Vladimir Putin does not share our values. We just conducted a year-long investigation into Russia's interference in our elections. They did interfere in our elections. It's really clear. And he is not alone. Here are all the Republicans in Congress who's publicly, who have publicly disagreed with the president on this Russia meltdown. You almost need an IMAX screen to fit them all in. And then there's this. That was uh, just a shameful performance. It really was. And Vladimir Putin walked away from Helsinki with a win. I think Trump, President Trump, was wrong yesterday in a major way, and I think it was a very embarrassing press conference. Having uh, the U.S. president side with, with Putin over U.S. intelligence um, is just unacceptable. But wait, there's more. John McCain called President Trump's performance yesterday one of the most disgraceful in memory. Even loyal Trump supporter Newt Gingrich said it was the most serious mistake of his presidency. So who is defending the president? The vice president. Disagreements between our countries were discussed at length. But what the world saw, what the American people saw, is that President Donald Trump will always put the prosperity and security of America first. That, my friends, seems to be up for debate more than ever at this moment. But for all their criticism, what can any member of Congress really do about it? One Republican suggests not much. I'd like to see maybe a resolution reaffirming America's support for NATO, reaffirming, however we want to word it, that Russia is an enemy or a competitor, at least, of the United States, and that they're doing really, really, really bad things around the globe, and there's no equivalence to the United States. What's the way it words? I don't know. But I think that is the kind of things we can do in Congress. There's, there's, we can't overcome the president's role of commander-in-chief. That's constitutional, but we can make very strong statements. But the top Democrat in the Senate seems to think otherwise. Our Republican colleagues need to join us in demanding testimony from the president's national security team that was in Helsinki. 
and we need to do that immediately. We need hearings as soon as possible to assess what President Trump might have committed to President Putin in secret. Forget about in secret. The former CIA director under President Obama, a chief critic of Donald Trump, says what the president committed in public is problem enough. What Mr. Trump did yesterday was to betray the women and men of the FBI, the CIA, NSA, and others, and to betray the American public. And that's why I use the term that this is nothing short of treasonous. Does this reach to the level of treason as laid out in the Constitution? One expert tells me they are not there yet. We are not at war with Russia. So technically, no. Uh, there, there was no treason uh, that happened yesterday. The short of that, we, they might be well short of that at this moment, but the question still remains this. Why? Why would the president go against his staff? Why would the president go against his intelligence community? Why would the president go against his Justice Department? When his mantra is America first, his promise is always to stand up for Americans against influence from abroad. Look no further than NATO, the EU, any relationship with any foreign country. Why didn't he yesterday do that in such glaring fashion? Some theories today. He is acting counter, not just to the interests of the United States, but to his own interests. And that's why there's a serious debate now about what does Putin have on this guy? And Steve Hall, who headed up CIA's Russia operations for years, says this. It's inconceivable to me that they don't have information on Donald Trump. What they have and how they choose to use it is, is a completely different question. But it's like, a, it's, like a, it's like a bank account that they have on him that can be used or not, depending on what it is they want to accomplish. I, I just- Surprisingly, the president and his staff, they were apparently caught off guard by the swift backlash and the outrage. Seriously, that's the reporting from the inside. The president didn't talk to reporters upon arriving back at the White House last night, where protesters had gathered already to condemn his comments. On the flight home, as he started to see the growing backlash, the president did tweet this out. As I said, as I said today and many times before, I have great confidence in my intelligence people. However, I also recognize that in order to build a brighter future, we cannot exclusively focus on the past. As the world's two largest nuclear powers, we must get along. That is not the kind of cleanup his longtime friend, short-time communications director, Anthony Scaramucci, says is needed right now. He's made a very big mistake here. Uh, he's got to reverse course immediately. I'd be issuing a statement. I think the statement is very simple. That uh, after talking to Dan Coates and my team, the evidence is obviously irrefutable. We spend, I don't know, $30, $40 billion acquiring this evidence. Men and women have lost their lives acquiring this intelligence. Uh, These are my people. I'm the commander in chief. I've looked at the evidence and I misspoke at the press conference yesterday. If yesterday was an I misspoke, can he really I misspoke his way out of this one this time? So far, at least, he sure hasn't been able to tweet his way out of it. Let's get the very latest while we're waiting to hear from the president. Let's get over to the White House, though. Sarah Westwood is there. Sarah, they have been very quiet throughout the day today in response to the growing backlash. We know the president is talking now, but what are you hearing from the White House, if anything? 
While the White House has been, like you mentioned, uncharacteristically silent in the wake of President Trump's controversial performance in Helsinki yesterday, aides have struggled to answer questions, and the White House has not sent out any of the usual surrogates to defend the president's performance in Finland. Now, President Trump has been defiant on Twitter, blaming the media for its coverage of the Helsinki summit rather than his own actions. President Trump not showing any indications that he will, in fact, walk back the comments that he made in Helsinki. And obviously, uh, Kate, we've learned our colleague Kevin Liptak is reporting that President Trump initially, when he walked away from the podium in Helsinki, felt good about his performance and was surprised by the backlash. So this is not a situation that the White House had expected to find itself in. And there was no game plan to to defend itself from what is sort of a worst case scenario for this administration, Kate. Sarah Westwood, we wait together because we know the president is speaking right now. The tape will be coming out of the cabinet room and we'll bring it to you when it happens. Sarah, thanks so much. Coming up for us, if the president created this mess, is he the only one that can clean it up now? The shock, the fallout, the White House statement. The panel is next. So I have great confidence in my intelligence people, but uh, I will tell you that President Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today. They said they think it's Russia. Uh, I have uh, President Putin. Uh, he just said it's not Russia. I will say this. I don't see any reason why it would be. 24 hours later, it's still pretty shocking to hear that, I gotta say. That was President Trump on the world stage yesterday in Helsinki, taking the word of President Vladimir Putin over the words of the U.S. intelligence apparatus. The backlash has been fierce, and in backlash has not ended. The panel with me tonight, Carrie Sheffield is here. She's a conservative commentator. Bob Cusack is the editor-in-chief for The Hill. Essie Cup is CNN political commentator and host of HLN's Essie Cup Unfiltered. And Democratic strategist Robert Zimmerman is here as well. Thank you all for being here. We wait and watch for our email notes on what the president is saying and what that adds to the conversation. Let's cross that bridge when we get there, as Paul Ryan likes to say. Essie, <laughs> people and institutions that the president have attacked, that the president attacked in the press conference yesterday. Kate looks at her notes. Hillary Clinton, her missing emails, the FBI, an FBI agent, the DNC, its computer server, Democrats in general, the Mueller investigation, what the president, who the president did not criticize yesterday or stand up to, Vladimir Putin. That was no slip of the tongue, uh-huh. what went down yesterday. Why did it go down, Essie? Well, and I think what we have to brace for, whatever comes out of Trump's walk back or new statement, is this is what he believes. This was not a slip of the tongue. This was not a miscommunication. This is what he has long believed. And so whatever he says in defense of our intelligence community, in defense of their findings on on attacks on our election, um, he does not believe that. And for whatever reason, he did not have the courage, he did not have the guts to say that at this summit in front of Vladimir Putin. Anything, Robert, anything you could hear from the president coming up that would clean this up for you? It is totally irrelevant, in fact, insulting that he thinks he can spin or tweet or talk his way out of this. He plunged the world into a national security crisis yesterday. Do you think that's where we are right now? I absolutely do. And what's made it even worse is not just our allies around the world doubting our resolve to stand up to Vladimir Putin and Russia, 
But the bigger point is we don't even have the res- he's not even showing the resolve domestically to stand up to Russia's future planned attacks, as Dan Coats pointed out. And let me be clear with all of the statements, he, all the outrage we've heard from the Republicans in Congress, then what? What are they going to say tomorrow? Are they going to call for hearings about staff that were on this mission? Are they going to pass legislation to protect the integrity of the Mueller commission? Are they going to take any steps whatsoever to hold the president accountable and to increase sanctions? I want to get to the then what in a second. I want to just marinate in the why it went down and what went down. Bob, there is no way that the White House wasn't didn't know that a question like this was coming. This was not out of left field. Friday was when indictments of 12 Russian military intelligence agents came down. These are questions that have been going, that were going to come to Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin regardless. They were not blindsided. So if this was a moment of truth, what was it then? I think that's a good question. I mean, John Bolton, one of Trump's top aides, was saying this actually strengthens his hand, the indictments going into the meeting, that he has the upper hand. He didn't look like he has the upper hand then. So I think there are questions about staff. And I think to Robert's point, this is going to go on for a while. I mean, legislation hearings. And I think Republicans, from what we saw from Mitch McConnell, I think they are going to be calling hearings. I think they're going to pass resolutions that support the intelligence community. This is the lowest point of Donald Trump's presidency, mm-hmm. period. Um, I don't, we're having an audio problem with <laughs> Carrie's mic. Pick up your mic okay. for me, Bob. <laughs> Carrie, <laughs> talk into this <laughs> mic. <laughs> Carrie, okay. give me your take. Um, so this is not the lowest <laughs> gonna do this point of President Trump's presidency. Um, if you look at his poll numbers, his poll numbers are actually going up relative to when he took office. That's a fact. There hasn't been a poll. Um, just happened yesterday. Just it saying. just happened yesterday. <laughs> well, well, no, no, no. Uh, then, it's it's uh, irrelevant to sure, the but conversation. I, I, I am taking a cue. Speaking of, some people have said Republicans have criticized this. Some have supported him. And I, I take a cue from Senator Rand Paul, who said that this is <laughs> showing Trump derangement syndrome. And I think that many people are suffering from this. Sadly, um, you might want to take a pill or get that looked at. Uh, Senator Rand Paul also said this really shows the hatred that people have for President Trump. And the reality is that actions speak louder than words. The actions that this president has taken, he has expanded the Polish missile defense system. What did Barack Obama do? He rolled it back. He has armed the Ukrainians. Do you applaud what, what the president did, said? What, uh, Do you applaud what the I president said? I applaud the president standing up for American interests. Do I agree that? with every single nuance of what he said? I don't think any American you will see agree with everything that he says, let alone his own supporters. So, but with regard to this yesterday, because I'm not, this is not like crazy media. This is like every Republican well, calling it disgraceful. It, uh, well, like Senator Rand Paul calling the response Rand, Rand Paul, just so everyone knows, Rand Paul is <laughs> so, often on an island of his own, and it's a wonderful very, island. Very that happy he island. To be where at. there's lots of drugs. There are lots of <laughs> drugs Cup, on his island. Not confirmed information. <laughs> not confirmed information. <laughs> but Rand Paul's off also often on an island of his own. If Donald Trump has Rand Paul, that means Donald Trump is on a very, very lonely place. Carrie, would you weird Dan, just, Would you, Carrie, would you include Dan Coats <laughs> amongst the people suffering from Trump derangement system? Here is the Trump's director of national intelligence who has said we are expecting another attack he used the phrase red lights are blinking which was the phrase really? used before pre 911 sure. yet the president has right. not taken so any what steps action, so furthermore what actions I, do you do to and that's the, that. and that's the point you, take, so direct, excuse you me, arm Carrie, the ukrainians you get nato to bolster its spending excuse the best me, defense Carrie, is a strong offense the president's which, own director i don't know how is this okay carry hand bob back the mic all right no filibustering on the single mic we have on that side of the stage thank you very much i'm just gonna roll with it. Um, then let's get to the 
we don't know what he's going to say. Let's wait and we'll see it together. But where we are now then in terms of the, in, in, in the, in the, in the, it goes to the question of why, as you have a lot of people going to, there's got to be something because it doesn't make sense why he would say this otherwise. I mean, do you, bad form, yes. Disgraceful, even Republicans, Republicans are saying that today. Treasonous, high crimes and misdemeanors, Really? You know something? Seriously, it's certainly a betrayal of protecting our country. When the president's own director of cybersecurity, Admiral Mike Rogers, says the president, President Trump has never given him a directive or, or, or directed him to stand up to Russian hacking or Russia's attack on our democracy, that should concern all of us. It's not just what he says. It's the lack of leadership he's shown in his own administration to stand up to Russia's attack on our country. S.E. Max Boot, he's a Republican foreign policy um, expert you know well. He wrote this in a column. In the past week, I've asked two senior retired U.S. intelligence officers who spent most of their career focused on Russia, how they would characterize the Putin-Trump relationship. Independently of each other, they both said Putin has something on Trump. Why do folks believe that more today than they did say two days ago? Because it is absolutely inexplicable how far he has been willing to go to protect or shield Vladimir Putin. It's because can I add bizarre. this? Can I add this? Is there's a way to he knew they knew these questions were coming. Yeah, there's a way absolutely. to answer right. it and not answer it. You could stand. You could do what a lot That's of Republicans the were inexplicable going. Inexplicable right. part. He didn't dodge it. He drove straight toward it. And. Like you, I talked to people like Max Boot, who was on my show yesterday. He's on yeah. my show today. I talked to intelligence uh, officers, former and current. And uh, to be frank, to tell them, take a pill and get that looked at is not a serious argument. These are people well, you know what's not a who... I'm argument? not finished. I'm not finished. What's not These a are serious argument is... I'm not hang finished. On, hang on, Carrie. Theories. I'm not hang finished. On. Um, hang on, Carrie. I'm hang sorry, on. Hang on. Go ahead. Can I just people, finish my point? The no, it's For not these ratio. people who think that what Trump said in public in a foreign country next to a leader who everyone agrees is a murderer and a dictator um, endangers their own community, both at home and abroad. We have assets currently in Russia. We have journalists currently in Russia. This isn't just derangement syndrome. I know that covers all manners of ills, but this is a very significant, serious thing that the president did. And in an era when we all kind of say, well, nothing else matters now, it's easy to think this won't matter. I think, uh, like you, uh, Bob, that um, this actually will have an impact on Republicans. They will decide this does matter for us. Uh, Bob, before I'm going to get to you, Carrie, okay. in one second. But oh, Bob, he said he, we literally have one mic that works this side, so I'm just going to go with Bob really quick, Carrie. It's literally a... Can we so, not do this? You're wasting I'm more sorry. time to answer. Bob, what do Republicans do? I, I think they have to push back. I think I think what Trump is going to oh, try to clean this they, up. Do they? I mean, we heard, we heard a strong here. statement from Mitch McConnell. It was stronger than we would normally hear from Mitch McConnell. Normally, I, I, yeah, I think so. I mean, this is the worst thing for Republicans going into the election is that you have the midterms. You're not talking about the economy. We're not going to talking about the Democrats divided on the Supreme Court nomination. We're talking about this. Trump always likes to look strong, but he looks so weak. And the question is why. And you had Democratic leaders yesterday, unbelievably, speculating that something they have Absolutely. something on, on Trump. And now you'll hand now the mic, Kerry. <laughs> So I think it's irresponsible to float, and I, I like Max Boot as a person, but I think it's incredibly irresponsible and, you know, peddling in conspiracy theories to say, oh, the Russians have something. If, okay, let's see it then. That is called journalism. That's called responsible reporting. What is not responsible reporting is also to rush to judgment. There's a thing called due process in this country. And so speaking of Trump, you know, Trump-Russia derangement syndrome. There's a, I'm going to cut a you protocol. off for only one person, Carrie. Donald Trump, he is now speaking. Let's go to the White House. I returned from a trip 
from Europe, where I met with leaders from across the region to seek a more peaceful future for the United States. We're working very hard with our allies, and all over the world we're working. We're going to have peace. That's what we want. That's what we're going to have. I say peace through strength. I have helped the NATO alliance greatly by increasing defense contributions from our NATO allies by over $44 billion. And uh, Secretary Saltenberg was fantastic. As you know, he reported that they've never had an increase like this in their history, and NATO was actually going down as opposed to going up. And I increased it by my meeting last year, $44 billion, and this year will be over It'll be hundreds of billions of dollars over the coming years. And I think there's great unity with NATO. Uh, there's a, a lot of very positive things happening. There's a great spirit that we didn't have before. And there's a lot of money that they're putting up. They weren't paying their bills on time, and now they're doing that. And uh, I want to just uh, say thank you very much to Secretary Stoltenberg, he, uh, he really has been terrific. So we had a tremendous success. I also had meetings with Prime Minister May on the range of issues that, uh, concerning our special relationship, and that's between the United Kingdom and ourselves. We met with the Queen, who is absolutely a terrific person, where she reviewed her honor guard for the first time in 70 years, they tell me. Uh, we walked in front of the honor guard, and uh, that was uh, very uh, inspiring to see and be with her. And I think uh, the relationship, I can truly say, is a good one. But she was uh, very, very inspiring indeed. Most recently, I returned from Helsinki, Finland, uh, and I was going to give a news conference over the next couple of days about the tremendous success, because as successful as NATO was, I think this was our most successful visit. And that had to do, as you know, with Russia. I met with Russian President Vladimir Putin in an attempt to tackle some of the most pressing issues facing humanity. We have never been in a worse relationship with Russia than we are as of a few days ago, and I think that's gotten substantially better. And I think it has the possibility of getting much better. And I used to talk about this during the campaign. Getting along with Russia would be a good thing. Getting along with China would be a good thing. Not a bad thing, a good thing. In fact, a very good thing. We're nuclear powers, great nuclear powers. Russia and us have 90% of the nuclear weapons. So I've always felt getting along is a positive thing, and not just for that reason. I entered the meeting with the firm conviction that diplomacy and engagement is better than hostility and conflict. And I feel that with everybody. Uh, we have 29 members in NATO, as an example, and I have great relationships, or at least very good relationships, with everybody. Uh, the press covered it quite inaccurately. They said I insulted people. Well, if asking for people to pay up money that they are supposed to pay, uh, is insulting. Maybe I did, but I can tell you, when I left, everybody was thrilled, and uh, that's the way this was, too. My meeting with President Putin was uh, really interesting in so many different ways, because we haven't had relationships with Russia for a long time, and we started. Let me begin by saying that, uh, once again, the full faith and support for America's intelligence agencies. I have a full faith in our intelligence agencies. 
Whoops, they just turned off the light. That must be the intelligence agencies. There it goes. Okay. You guys okay? That was strange. But that's okay. So I'll begin by stating that I have full faith and support for America's great intelligence agencies. Always had. And I have felt very strongly that while Russia's actions had no impact at all on the outcome of the election, let me be totally clear in saying that, and I've said this many times, I accept our intelligence community's conclusion that Russia's meddling in the 2016 election took place. Could be other people also. Uh, there's a lot of people out there. Uh, there was no collusion at all. And people have seen that, and they've seen that strongly. The House has already come out very strongly on that. A lot of people have come out strongly on that. I thought that I made myself very clear by having just reviewed the transcript. Now, I have to say, I came back and I said, what is going on? What's the big deal? So I got a transcript. I reviewed it. I actually went out and uh, reviewed a clip of uh, an answer that I gave. And I realized that there is a need for some clarification. It should have been obvious. I thought it would be obvious, but I would like to clarify just in case it wasn't. In a key sentence in my remarks, I said the word would instead of wouldn't. The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't or why it wouldn't be Russia. So, just to repeat it, I said the word would instead of wouldn't. And the sentence should have been, and I thought it would be maybe a little bit unclear on the transcript or unclear on the actual video. The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be Russia. Sort of a double negative. So you can put that in, and I think that probably clarifies things pretty good by itself. I have on numerous occasions noted our intelligence findings that Russians attempted to interfere in our elections. Unlike previous administrations, my administration has and will continue to move aggressively to repeal any efforts and repel. We will stop it. We will repel it. Any efforts to interfere in our elections. We're doing everything in our power to prevent Russian interference in 2018. And we have a lot of power. As you know, President Obama was given uh, information just prior to the election, last election, 2016, and they decided not to do anything about it. The reason they decided that was pretty obvious to all. They thought Hillary Clinton was going to win the election. And they didn't think it was a big deal. When I won the election, they thought it was a very big deal. And all of a sudden, they went into action, but it was a little bit late. So he was given that in sharp contrast to the way it should be. And President Obama, along with Brennan and Clapper and the whole group that you see on television now, probably getting paid a lot of money by your networks, they knew about Russia's attempt to interfere in the election in September. And they totally buried it. And as I said, they buried it because they thought that Hillary Clinton was going to win. Turned out it didn't happen that way. By contrast, my administration has taken a very firm stance. It's a very firm stance on 
a strong action. We're going to take strong action to secure our election systems and the process. Furthermore, as has been stated, and we've stated it previously and on many occasions, uh, no collusion. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.